Hello, it's Deacon Kevin, back again on this Mary Seat Quarantine Podcast. Now, after listening to Father Derek and Father Tim, who are doing a great job, by the way, maybe I feel like I need a, a, a new tagline or an entry, like from Monty Python. Uh, and now for something completely different. Okay, so here's my thoughts for today, based on the readings from the Book of Wisdom, Chapter 2, and Psalm 34. So earlier in the week, in the evening, uh, I was feeling cooped up, probably like a lot of you, and I stepped into the backyard in the night, and I just looked up at the sky, and I just yelled, Coronavirus! You, coronavirus, you! And I'm shaking my fist, I was shaking my fist at the sky. I was just plain angry about the situation we're in. And I got to admit, I got this idea from a commercial I had seen. It's called Road Trip. It's about a dad and son traveling in their car for some distance. At some point in their journey, they end up at a beautiful park. They both get out of the car. The son standing in ankle-deep water in the lake just basically screams and yells. The scene changes to the two of them pulling up in front of Mayo Clinic and walking in. It concludes with a copy of When It's Time to Find Answers, You Know Where to Go. I really think it's time for us, brothers and sisters, not to avoid the elephant in the room any longer. We need to address all the emotions we're feeling and share those with others. We need to do this in order to move to a different place, a more rational place, a more peaceful place, a more place of discipleship. And yet I truly understand there are life and death issues happening every day as a result of the pandemic. The utmost importance is saving lives. One real solution in the world is essentially shutting down. Our isolation to ourselves, to our homes, and from each other, and from events. This doesn't mean that we're not heartbroken over the loss of things that have affected us. I think of the 8th graders, the senior high school and senior college students who may not have the opportunity to finish out the year and how they imagined it to be. Not spending time with their classmates who you may not see again ever after graduation. Maybe a choir event, a track meet, your senior baseball season, or a club that you belong to. I think of the engaged in their wedding plans, their honeymoon receptions, and all the dreams wrapped into that. You know, Even our ability to grieve at the loss of a loved one has changed. I went for a bike ride yesterday and went past Maryhill Cemetery and found there were two funerals, each with but a couple of cars at each graveside. We should not be robbed of our ability to just step outside and scream. In order to move on from any feelings of resentment, we should recognize these emotions. So recently, I cleaned out my closet, was taking bags over the donation drop box in the east parking lot. And I ran into a parishioner who I knew her daughter was graduating this year from St. Mary's. And her mom said that she just cried and really was missing her ability to be with her classmates. It was something she said that she took for granted. I thought about this for a while and I thought of three things. First, we can't beat ourselves up over something that was so far out of our imagination. Yes, even though Bill Gates may have predicted it. And secondly, yes, it's okay to cry, to be mad, to be disappointed. And third, I thought of a Franciscan who was recently ordained a priest, working in his first assignment at the University of Georgia in a college ministry, 
which was going to be closing at the end of this semester because of lack of priests and the students were let go. And therefore, he wasn't able to say any final goodbyes, any final parties. He was expressing the same feelings and disappointment as you are today. You know, there's a phrase that says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plans are. The friar shared more poignantly the Franciscan motto in Latin saying, sine proprio, which translates without property or poverty. But as St. Francis of Assisi used it, perhaps maybe a better translation would be without possessing. The friar was quoting Jesus is pretty much saying we shouldn't be attached to anything, our relationships, our careers, a ministry, anything. And I thought, wow, that's pretty stark and a tall order. In contrast, I think of how the apostles dropped everything. And I mean everything at once. They left their families, their careers, their possessions immediately. And also in contrast to the man who came up to Jesus looking for answers, teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. He says, well, I'm doing that. What, what do I still lack? Jesus said, well, if you want to be perfect, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and then come follow me. We all know that the man went away sad for he had many possessions. I don't think Jesus is necessarily looking for us to drop everything. An author said of sine proprio, he said, maybe it refers to a way of living without grasping and thus far more about attitudes and values than about intrinsic wealth or the lack of it. I consider all that I'm grasping and trying to hold on to. I think I may spend more time, energy, and effort trying to hold on to things, people, events, instead of maybe what that college student said, appreciating them in the instant, giving thanks to God for what I received then at that moment. Secondly, brothers and sisters, we have incredible freedom as human beings, but simultaneously less control over our lives versus how we manage those events in our lives. You know, may have heard me tell this story before, ironically, of a Franciscan priest who was our canon law teacher when I was going through the diaconate. He proposed a question in every class, and once he asked us, he said, does anyone know what they're going to do after ordination? And good thing no one raised their hands because he said, well, if you said you knew, I would suggest you leave the program immediately. Because only through God and only through the Holy Spirit will you find that discernment, will you find that direction. It goes to show, brothers and sisters, we're not in control of our own destiny. And when we try as much as we can to try to control all of the circumstances in our lives, we'll ultimately fail. But if we profess the gospel, then we must live it, as said in the marriage vows, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. It's funny because in today's readings from the Book of Wisdom, the people who did not like being told that they were taking poor life child choices, they wanted to kill the messenger. And the author says they did not know the hidden counsels of God, nor were able to discern the innocent soul's reward. 
as the Mayo ad campaign was called, Journey to Certainty. Maybe it should be called Journey to Certainty, dot, 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 for now. In these times of trials and disappointments and cancellations, it's okay to scream and then know that we can find solace, that Jesus will provide the path for us to follow. My spiritual director recently asked me a question. She said, okay, tell me where you have found God recently in your life. And I think about after we scream, maybe we ask that questions of ourselves once again. And then, then we can journey with God. When it's time to find answers, we'll know where to go. Okay. And now for something completely different, but... Maybe I need the, the Helen McGally drop. Helen McGally. I, I like the Helen McGally drop. Helen McGally. That's pretty good. Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.